Welcome to Gundam, I Hardly Know Him, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippin, and I'm joined by three guys who have never threatened to destroy a school. We have Christian. Uh, We got Simon. I've never threatened to destroy a school. And we have Alex. Can I put what's in my mouth, please? Oh, that's fucked. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I okay. I was thinking of doing the bit of like of like because because the classic bit is like Michael introduces us and mm-hmm. we say and we say fuck you, Michael. I'm the opposite of what you introduced well, me as. Yeah, but this one mm-hmm. was a slippery slope. Yep. It's like <laughs> well, the listeners didn't hear, but last time I introduced the podcast, you guys just insulted my mom. So. <laughs> no, they insulted you. Yeah, it's true. Alex was, Alex was so podcast nice. My, my three best friends bringing in Simon. Hey, Michael, fuck your lineage, dude. I fucking hate you. You know what? It makes it makes sense that Simon insulted my mom. He's the only one that hasn't met my mom. No, it's true. Not in person. Anyway, uh, welcome to. Season three <laughs> of Gundam. I hardly know him. Uh, in this season, we will be discussing Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Um, yeah, we're here. We've done it. Season two was wrapped up. Uh, we watched Zeta, and now it's time to move on to what seems to be um, based off of uh, based off of what we should always base things off of, which is Reddit, um, a hotly disputed entry into the Gundam franchise. Holy shit. Which is double Zeta. What's Reddit? What's give me like the blanket um opinion that all the Reddit boys have about double Zeta? Yeah, I think my uh, perception of it is um, the Gundam subreddit is a cesspool of just the same people asking the same questions over and over again. Which is, should I watch this one? Where should I start? Where should I start? What should I work? Where should I start? Where should I go? Should what should I, I do? Stop? What should I wear? Where should I, like, yeah. I go? Yeah, I'm assuming they're British. And then I'll the whole the Gundam Sud Rabbit is just like, Oi mate, I just read this veggie mate on my Gundam and now there's a shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Oi, God bless the Queen. So just kidding. It seems like at least once a month, there's a question that is, should I watch Double Zeta? Um, I can't find it anywhere in English. Like, there's only a, a sub of it. I can't find the dub. Should I watch it? And it seems like the most of the consensus is that people don't like it. Um, I think um, people just don't think that the tone is very good. And they also just, it seems like a lot of people just won't watch anything that's not dubbed. Um, so I think that's that's the the perception that I get from Reddit is like, mostly just people think it's skippable i see i see well okay and see I mean... this is where the sub dub debate i think makes the criticism of dub consumers of anime legitimate because that's i think come on like you can read some subtitles 
Like you yeah. can put in just a little effort. If you like, it's... you're gonna throw away watching a whole show just because you can't read some subtitles. Yeah, that Bong that to me Jun is like, Ho, come on, that's the director that's... of Parasite has this like really funny quote where it's just like the second you get over the one inch like barrier of reading subtitles like you're gonna be exposed to like the most beautiful cinema you've ever seen in your life (laughs) yeah well and i like i i don't want to like i don't like i don't know i think that there is like an accessibility standpoint of dub versus sub like some people will just struggle to keep up with the sub and yeah i think that's totally like i think it's worth saying that you know that's fine like absolutely fine if you prefer dub also like i think i like watching both um, I think they have like different, you know, strong mm-hmm. points. One of the things I like yep. about dub is that in some of the action scenes, I can kind of look away a little bit because, like, especially if it's really repetitive or you know, I can do you know, go into the other room and get something. But if I'm watching subbed, obviously, I don't understand Japanese, so I need to you know stay there watching. So I, I you know sometimes I want to view it in that way. But yeah, I agree with you, Christian. the The idea of skipping the entire series and missing this, just based off of subtitles, is is a little odd to me. That's terrible, you know. And I I remember hearing that uh, that Crunchyroll sponsored podcast, uh, the History of Anime, or something like that. Um, it talked about how some of the creators prefer that you watch the dub, so that you don't. You're looking at the animation and you're enjoying mm-hmm. what they created. Um, so that to me, when I heard that, I understood the whole, you know, debate in another way. I was like, oh, I totally understand that. And I do. I like to do the same thing. I like to watch both versions because you do. Sometimes it's a totally different experience. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely. But yeah, no, I I love Double Zeta. This is, I loved it, especially after watching. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what it's felt like to jump into a new series. Um, But before I do that, I will just give a little bit of background uh, information as I want to do on the series itself. So, Double Zeta was released in 1986, just one year after the release of Zeta. It was originally conceived as a second season of Zeta Gundam, but it was ultimately decided that the show should feature an all-new cast um, because... At that point, um, that's right as Tomino received the okay for Char's counterattack, which was like, you know, a, a very Ooh. big, you know, a big thing that happened and, you know, kind of changed where he wanted to focus the story on. So it was mainly going to focus originally on Char, but then when he mm-hmm. got the whole movie to devote to Char, he then decided to kind of change the idea. Um, so one of the things that apparently... Wow. Tomino's really known for is that he likes to follow up a tragedy with a comedy. Um, that's kind of like one of his calling cards. So Double Zeta has a much lighter tone and a feeling than Zeta. So it's like a wig, like has a very whimsical opening song, um, and it reflects the non-seriousness um, of the uh, first half of the series. Um, whereas Zeta is just like straight tragedy, you know, like pretty straightforward in its um, you know seriousness. Um, and yeah, as I said, Double Zeta is one of the most polarizing series in the franchise, and it receives a lot of criticism, specifically from English-speaking fan base, on the tone and the campy nature of the show. Um, 
due to there not being a reliable dub, it's also one of the least viewed series out of the whole franchise. Um, so I kind of mentioned in that the um, the whimsical opening theme song. I know that Alex had kind of gotten some information about that. Um, Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit about the opening theme? It's the best theme song ever, if you <laughs> translate it, first and foremost. Um, I have a game involved with it a little bit later. I love oh. it. Yeah. Okay. It is very, it's a lot of interesting. I don't understand why they went with, why they went with this. Talk, I want to talk a little bit more about it after playing my game, because my game okay, is cool. the song. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll come back to the uh to the opening theme after after the ad break. Um yeah, so kind of coming off of Zeta, where kind of where were you hoping the show was gonna go? Um I'll start with Simon. I think that I hoped and I think I said this at the end of the episode with Johnny, that it would kind of go in a more zoomed in scope of zeta so rather than like focusing on these like you know going from lunar colony to lunar colony um and what have you it kind of like would focus in on kind of like one in really detail kind of much more like personal events that happen on like a single colony and i think that like um double zeta like definitely has done that so far especially since like the first 10 episodes i don't think ever really like left um like the same location Mm -hmm. um i just it it had like a ton a ton of time in that like junkyard which also every time i saw that i just thought of what like a fucking nightmare that would be to animate like imagine (laughs) like receiving like the order it's like yeah it's like we're having another like fight scene inside of a junkyard where there's like you know various different like rundown cars and other <laughs> heavy machinery but like it can't be like connected like what you're used to drawing it needs to be all like disfigured and like you know rusted so make sure that you like really get that like also rx78 is going to be like fucking dive bombing into all of it and like i don't know i just was thinking about that um, nothing but respect for my animators, please, please. Um, I hope that you're resting now, whoever animated this. But yeah, that's kind of where I hoped it was gonna go. Uh, focus on a smaller story instead of a grandiose like space opera. Alex, um, I'm kind of interested to hear your perspective, especially since um, you were unfortunately uh, out at Hong Kong City grabbing us some uh, very special discs during our last episode, so you, you missed out on the oh, discussion. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for those discs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I've, like, been so yeah, busy. Not... If, if you, you know if what I, I mean. Go, if I need to go back to Hong Kong, New Hong Kong City, <laughs> let me know. I, uh... Please do. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I am excited. I, I know a little bit about this one. I looked up and read. Really like this idea of kind of going to something a little more friendly, friendly a little more like cheerful after what end of Zeta was. Zeta ended so sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you need a break. Yeah. So I like this kind of like contrast. I think it could have been sadder, to be honest. Like I can't think oh. of anything it could have done to be more depressing. I still haven't watched the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. It's like mythical. I think it's like a horrible disaster that happened to me. Yeah, I think that whenever we finish this journey, we just sit Simon down 
Clockwork Orange style and make you watch the last couple episodes. Yes. <laughs> it's like really fucked up, right? Because like every time they reference Camille, like he's in this like vegetative state. I don't know how he got there. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to watch it just for seeing Sirocco die the way that he does. It's so like incredibly drawn. Like it's it's very interesting. Um Okay. But Christian, I wanted to give Christian an opportunity to speak on getting into the campy, the campiness, because I know you're you're our main camp man. I, th- I feel like you love the co- like comedic elements of anime, especially of whenever we have little bits of comedy in the other series. So I, I know you're pretty excited to get into this one. Oh yeah, I think uh, Double Zeta stands out and from all the anime anime I've seen in terms of comedic beats. I think it hits those really smoothly and really well and like right after the other and i think the switch in tone is part of what makes it so funny to me sometimes like going from mm-hmm. zeta which is so serious and brooding and sad and tragic to double zeta which is you know like you said whimsical and fun and um you know and i think it's it's just drawn really well as well the the animation serves the comedy um mm-hmm. really well and to me, this is exactly what I needed. And, you know, thinking about it, um, when you're talking about the background information of the show, I mean, think about getting a one-note product from Tomino every single time. You know, I think con- the audience or consumers will get bored with that after a while. So I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's smart that he switches it up and uh you know mm-hmm. does something completely different and i think it's perfectly executed i love double zeta yeah i agree i'm excited about the campiness i'm excited about the comedic elements because i think whenever they were added in to zeta and to uh double zero seventy nine like i feel like it i don't know it always gave it just a little bit of a lot more lighthearted um feel I think that, you know, especially right now after two series, just getting a very comedic series is going to be nice, uh, nice breath of fresh air. Can, so. I be, can I be honest with you? Yeah. What's like, up? A change, like the change in campiness between this and any of the other Gundam series we watched for me is indistinguishable. That's like, insane. I don't know. <laughs> Like I re- maybe it's because this is like a sub, so I'm like what? more like way more focused or on the dialogue. But like this is not like I don't know. It seems like as campy as the other ones. Um, but maybe I'll be proven wrong a little bit later. But that's I like that's so funny that you were all like so focused on talking about how like hilarious this one is in contrast. I guess it's, it's just- like. The teens do do, like, a lot of, like, tongue-in-cheek stuff, I guess. But I don't know. I I would like it to be known that I <laughs> it's indistinguishable for me. I think one of the distinguishing factors for me is that in, Z- in Zeta, there were a lot of really awkward dialogue beats. Like, even with, even with the translation and even with, I feel like, I could be wrong, but even with the cultural translation, there was it was the dialogue was still pretty awkward. And I think mm-hmm. Double Zeta. Another reason why it's so refreshing is that it's very smooth. 
it's very mm-hmm. uh, enjoyable. I think there's no, there's none of that awkward like I don't believe this conversation kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, that's another reason I think, why I, I like. I it. think if you if you went back right now and watched the first episode of Zeta, um, I feel like you would un- you would see the the disparity in seriousness because like in the first episode of Zeta, Camille gets like you know arrested punches a cop shoots at another cop like is and you know steals in a, state, a mobile suit steals a mobile suit isn't very much like at a dis like a, a state of like i don't i don't really know how to describe it but he's like almost seems depressed or something yeah he's just yeah. like yeah i don't well, know I, whereas I judo is like because, very confident oh i guess i'll do it like you yeah. know if you all want me to do it i so, guess i'll do it yeah. Also, you know, the uh, Zeta felt very like melodramatic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Like, so for me, I was like these like dramatic scenes. I thought were hilarious. I'm like, okay, it can't be that because I'm looking at it like outside of how the show is supposed to portray it. Yeah, definitely. This one doesn't have that like. Sorry, Alex. I didn't mean to cut you off because I I think what you were saying it occurred to me. I feel like it's the franchise's chance to make fun of itself a little bit. Like to take itself a little less seriously and have fun, yeah. Well, and we'll get to it. But one in one of these episodes, Bright defends the white or the Argama by throwing oranges, um, out of the like out of the um, like mobile shoot suit launching bay, um, where that wouldn't have happened in Zeta. And also, um, if you like, I think the biggest thing to look at, um, to see the tone change would be Yazan's character. Um, because he's one of the only holdovers from Zeta Double Zeta. So Yazan and Zeta, yeah, very serious, very like kind of brooding and scary. And That's Double a really Zeta, he's a fucking he's a fucking me. chicken bone shooting out of his mouth when he's trying to like steal a junker's mobile suit. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like, <laughs> and he's getting like defeated by teens. So him like yeah. around on that little motorcycle is so good. I love yeah. his little pocket rocket. Uh. That's funny, Michael. Um, as as you said that, I I have it playing uh, on the side here with the uh, obviously muted. And as soon as you said that, I saw oranges flying across the screen. Oh, really? <laughs> but, yeah. No. For a second, I was like, nobody was the episodes in real time. <laughs> nobody was really affirming that. So in my mind, I was like, did I make that up? <laughs> Some fucked up dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's go ahead and jump into it. Um so episode one of uh Double Zeta is actually called the Prelude to Double Zeta. So ap- episode one acts as a prelude to the main story. It starts by quickly recapping the story of the colonies, the events of 0079, and also the events of Zeta. It also shows us that the Argama is on its way to side one, where Camille will get help due, due to his current state. We are then treated to a Gundam quiz where Shar tests Shinta and Kum on different types of mobile suits. And then after that, we get a short AMV of Zeta and a precap to the events that will take place in episode two, which is all narrated by Judo, our new protagonist. Um, so this is just like a nice little intro to the story, I guess, if you had somehow missed the other series. Um it has, I think you know, they're also really hammering home how big of characters Shinta and Kum are going to be in yeah. the series to come. 
come. <laughs> I liked. I thought I loved like, the quiz. I thought it was really cute. We haven't forgot about these fuckers. Like you thought that we were gonna cut them out. No way. <laughs> did you like the tone that we had with these kids? I hope you did, because that's gonna continue very strongly in the rest of the show. Domino, like. But, you know, I was, like, at first kind of considering skipping this, but I'm glad I didn't because, first off, I really loved the um, little recap. I like that there were, like, a, like some things that I feel like were never really hammered home. Like, each side consists of around 40 colonies. So, like, if you consider, like, side one, side two, side three, side four, side five, side six, side seven, like, each of those comprise 40 colonies. Like, there are so many colonies. And I feel like that yeah. kind of world building is might have like just been lost on me, but I didn't really realize like that kind of geography of the story. And I, I don't know, like that was something that this little this like little recap kind of helped with. Right. It kind of opens it up because it it really expands how big it is, right? Um, mm -hmm. So when you see a colony crashing into one another, it's like, oh my god, like significant proportion of humanity is now lost while actually there's like tens of other colonies uh yeah out there um definitely it's like i wonder i don't know it's just like the the, the numbers i don't feel like are ever really explained like how many uh, people live on colonies you know how many colonies there are stuff like that so it's kind of nice to get a little sample size of that Okay, so well, the first episode ends with just like basically what I called a precap. It basically, before episode two happens, which is the first episode of the story, episode one just kind of like precaps what's going to happen. It basically tells you the story of episode two, which is very strange. Um, and I'm like a right. wild choice in my opinion. Um, but I don't think we need to talk about it because we'll, we'll get into it now with episode two, which was the boy from Shangri-La. Christian, take it away. Shangri-La. So, uh, essentially, we are introduced to Judo and his crew of characters living on this kind of uh, worn-down colony, or at least the, the neighborhood that they're in is pretty worn down. So they're these scrappy kids. They're working in this junkyard, and uh, they notice that the Argama has uh, docked there in Shangri-La, and also... Um, Interestingly, uh, a Xeon ship, which is hunting the Argama, um, which is, I think in this episode, we're introduced to our main, our main antagonist of the story, Mashmar. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys what your all's initial impressions of him were. Like, were you, did you fall in love with him immediately? Because I did. Or uh, did you have another reaction to him? Hmm. I think I thought that it was weird to see the Principality of Xeon as the enemies in this one. Um, After, like, Zeta was, like, so, like, Principal, or single Zeta was just, like, Principality of Xeon, I felt mm -hmm. like was so much of a supporting character um versus like the titans and everything for me so i don't know it kind of like i think my only thoughts on the antagonists are that it seems like 
for it's just like in the future it's just going to be swapping between like the titans and the principality of zeon and then like what was the other what is um no it is the principality of zeon um i'm trying oh, to think mashamar and his rose yeah. i'm like i'm i yeah is mashamar okay i so like first is like mashamar is like part of haman khan's you know unit and are we and double zeta are they considered axis or zeon or neo zeon i guess it would be Axis. i thought yeah yeah i I thought it was act yeah because like it's it's very different from the antagonist from any of the other ones because like haman khan is all of a sudden like portrayed as a bad guy where in the last one it like wasn't so black and white you know yeah well i think in yeah, I think Axis ended Zeta as kind of a bad guy. Like, I think Haman, because, mm-hmm. like, Shar and Camille were definitely fighting both Axis, both Haman and um, the Titans. So, I, I, yeah, I would say that they definitely kind of ended as the antagonist, but it was a lot more like they were playing both sides, I guess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a third party, but essentially, is the whole thing. Definitely. Okay. I was, like, saying that this isn't, like, so tongue-in-cheek, but, like, the character of Mashamar is so ridiculous. I just remembered, like, all of his fucking, like... I remember in one episode he, like, specified that his, like, the rose was, like, preserved in, like, the special epoxy. Yeah. Because to all of our list, um, he, he carries around this rose that was given to him by Haman Khan. And he is, like, painfully, I think, in love or something like that, maybe. Or just, like, worships Haman Khan. Um, but he is a very, very goofy character. I um, I don't know. He seems, like, way more just, like, black and white villain to me. Because you kind of, like, know exactly his motives. His motives is to, like, please whatever, like, Haman Khan says. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a weird little guy i like i don't know i don't trust men that are that obsessed with people i like him i think I he's like fun him. i like yeah. i also i like that he's not necessarily evil in the same way that like like yazan or jared or you know so, somebody from the titans was like where they were just like our job right. is to like is military conquer he just like really mm-hmm. wants to impress Haman Khan and like that's his driving force. Yeah. And I think and that's, that's funny. And it's yeah. also like he like and we'll get into it. I have a lot of notes on these episodes about his treatment of side one, which is basically like he he doesn't really want to hurt anybody. And like a big sticking point for him is like making a good impression on the people. Um and it's mm-hmm. like almost like marketing. Like he wants to like market axis really well and i think that that's all like really compelling as a villain because it's like well that was like that was because haman khan told him to do that right like yeah like she told him to like market himself well but it's like a little thing that she told him but it's since it's like one of the seven things that she spoke to him about probably he's like obsessed (laughs) with it and i really like that um but i'm really like i'm kind of like really waiting to hear what alex thinks of uh mashamar yeah. I mean, it just kind of seems very, uh, a simple. Oh, my God. No, cool joke. Um, yeah. We've been dancing around that word. Like, all of us, I think. <laughs> <are just> like... <laughs> I mean. I'm just kind of okay. saying. 
Okay, Alex, let me challenge you on that. Because you are, like, insinuating that Haman Khan is mediocre in calling him a simp. You know? And Not to I be mediocre, to be a simp. Let's get that straight first. Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends Let's on if see. you consider that, like, a derogatory term. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. I don't. That's true. <laughs> I don't either. I wear, like, a badge of honor. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I do really enjoy him as a character, though. He's, he's a fun antagonist to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Christian, um, one thing that I thought would be a kind of good idea to do here, since we are in subland and we can't hear all the names, it would be a good idea to right now establish how we're going to pronounce everybody's name. And I feel like you uh-huh. might have the best, you might have the, I feel like you have the best ear for pronouncing some of these names. Um, so I think judo is correct for judo like the main protagonist that's his yes. name correct okay like uh-huh. j- just like the fighting uh-huh. style judo and then the main yes. antagonist his name is mashamar mashamar yes mashamar okay what are our other like what are judo's friends well, can you give me their names so we have bicha oleg which is judo's friend from bicha. shangri-la I'm gonna say all these names yeah. so I can remember them as well. That's Bicha. what I was saying. This is like this is like an icebreaker. It's like yeah. Beecha because he is big hair. Hmm. Wait, does Beach have the short hair? No, he has long hair. Beach has long hair because Perfect. he's a hippie. That means he's from California without beaches at. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait, that's Bicha. so good. That's so good. <laughs> Beach seems like he's from California or like Long yeah. Beach or somewhere. And, OP. and then there's Lino. Lino. The, guy, the tall I... dude with the turtleneck. The... Yes. Lino. Lino, be... Lino is into Vampire Weekend. Yes. Yeah, almost certainly. I kind of have Lino's haircut right now. Yeah, you do. Vampire Weekend and The Strokes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But it's also and 2012. He went serious white stripes by. Like, yeah, days. exactly. Really hard. <laughs> All right, who else we have? We got Mondo Agake. And he's the Mondo. guy with the really big eyebrows. Yes. With dark hair in the necklace. Okay. And then Lena is Judo's sister. Okay. L, obviously, that one's an easy one to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um... He's the blonde. And that's pretty much all we really need to know, right? Right now? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, so we got okay. Judo. Run it back. She- Judo. Bicha. Judo Ashita. Bicha has oh, long hair because he's from the beach in California. Yeah. We got um, Mondo. Mondo. Mondo, Mondo looks like a Mondo. Yeah. yeah, he just is a Mondo. Like, there's not really much else you can say about <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, Lena, which is Judo's sister. There's L. Lena. And we're missing one of the dudes. What's his name? Bicha. No, we got Bicha. Bicha. Oh, is it? Lino. 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 Yeah, Lino. Lino. I think it's an I yeah, it's, as the first I letter. I, I don't know. Oh, is oh, it so Ina? Yeah. Ina? 
Eno. Oh, that's Brian easy Eno. to remember. He's really yeah. into Brian Eno. all right so christian uh you want to give us a little rundown of what happens in episode two episode deuce let's talk about it baby so in episode two a mysterious suitcase from space lands inside one and the executives in the facility are looking over it and are startled to see what's inside it's a bunch of Gold. Um, and so it turns out that it's a bribe from Axis to let them dock in the Shangri-La uh, port. Um, so Argama gets word of this happening, and um, they are warned to try and find some a, a place to hide. And Dudo and his crew of misfits and start a foolhardy attempt to steal the broken-down Zeta Gundam. Uh, Because they're junkers. They're these scrappy little kids who are uh, surviving day by day by collecting a bunch of junk and selling it and stuff like that. And they see this as the ultimate opportunity, their ticket out of Shangri-La. I read it as they want to steal the Gundam to, like, use it to collect more junk. (laughs) Is that how you guys read it? Like, I read it as, like... They like the reason that they want the like the Gundam so bad is because then they can pick up big pieces of junk and then fly it across the junk piles really quickly. Because I think that's Bicha hard and Mondo are kind of have that attitude. Like they yeah. they are excited to collect more. Like they're they want to <laughs> big junk. time pieces of junk collection. <laughs> they have kind of limited horizons that way. Yeah. Ugh. So you know, the when it comes to junk. Oh, Simon, what did you think of uh, Judo's petite mobile suit? The little red thing that he jumps oh, around. I in? immediately drew it. I immediately drew it. I paused it, and um, I just want. I um, here wait. I'll show you all the drawing inspired by it. Podcast people can't see it. You have to follow me on Twitter. Um. Yeah, like these little drawings were inspired directly from uh, the mobile suit because I was so inspired by it. I love that shit. Like that, I'm so glad that you thought of me when you saw those because like that is the shit I live for. Just like small mechs um, that are like of like really cool design. I love that shit. I like every single, I think I have a whole like screenshot folder on my computer just like full of every time that that happened. I like pop or every time they appeared, I just like, paused it and screenshot it so yeah i love those those are like i don't know i was very excited when i saw those because yeah i had a feeling they would jump out to you yeah well as i've made clear like my favorite like mechs in these shows like aren't the main mobile suits like it's like all like the support like transport vehicles i love that shit and you just like like, the cars (laughs) (laughs) so um obviously at the beginning of uh, episode of this episode, Ayug is obviously in tatters uh, in the aftermath of uh, the events of Zeta and uh, in their final battle against the Titans and Axis. So they are kind of limping into this uh, little side one colony called Shangri-La, and they try to begin their recovery and repair efforts. 
Um, that's when we meet a young man, uh, the young man from Shangri-La, Judo Ashta, and he's a junk dealer. Uh, he's working for a junk dealer, I should say. I think, we'll, and we'll meet him later. Um, and he finds a pod containing Yazan, uh, because he ended up surviving that last epic battle. Uh, and uh, after talking with him. Um, about the Argama, they decide to work together to steal the Zeta Gundam. Um, and uh, I think, like we talked about it before, Judo and his buddies, uh, they just kind of want to sell it and make a, a, a lot of money. Um, Yazan, of course, has their plans. So, um, as they head over there, they have no trouble, uh, trying to steal it, essentially. And, um, I think, let's see what happens here. I think that Yazan is kind of pestering, or he's kind of, like, assaulting the Argama, and Judo ends up kind of saving the day by jumping in the Zeta Gundam and fending him off. And that's basically what happens at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how much we were dogging on Yazan as, like, the most shitty one-note villain. And he's, like, the one holdover from Zeta. They, like, send him into this series, too. And I'm like, seriously, this I is the one guy? I think it's because he was so... I think he, it was because he was so, like, one-noted. Like, yeah. they kind of wanted to give him, like, a different note. Also, the whole time I was watching this, I was, like, thinking of something Johnny said in the episode we recorded with him. Where he was like, if there's one thing I know about like Gundam, if it's there, someone's gonna try to steal it, and like that didn't make sense <laughs> to me at the time. But like now we're three seasons deep, and that was the inciting incident of every single one of these seasons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you really a Gundam protagonist if you haven't stolen one Gundam? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think really what we really need in this world is a Grand Theft Auto, but mm. in the Gundam universe. I love this. Oh my gosh. I yes. <laughs> I was going to ask, how did you guys feel about the reveal of Yazan? I was pissed. I liked it. <laughs> I was confused I'm, I'm because... A fan. I'm a Yazan fan. I like this dude. He's scrappy. I kind of like did a double check because it was like at like the grocery store when you like see someone and you like think you know them, but like you're not sure, and then like the scene changed, and I honestly thought it was a different character for a while, but... Um, <laughs> I did a little bit of cross-referencing and realized it was Yazan. Do you feel like it was cheap at all that they just like, oh, he survived the plane crash, here he is. Or would you Not prefer really, to show up in a different way? I can be killed by natural means. <laughs> I, didn't, exactly. I, didn't feel like it, I didn't feel like it was, to be honest, because like, I feel like we're going to have, throughout the show, a lot more cheap like anime reveals than that one. Yeah. But I was, I think, I, yeah, I was upset because I don't like Yazan, but what what Simon just said was such a is such a big point where he fits the show a lot better than he did Zeta, which is why I didn't like him in Zeta. He was so one note, but maybe that's why they like put him in this one. So like, you know what? He can just be like a cartoony villain, like, and that'll be fine. Mm -hmm, exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. I hate. I would typically have hated the way they were build up, but that the fact that Zeta Zeta, it just felt so right. Be like, poof! I'm not dead, motherfucker. Let's go. It's yeah. so campy. It's nice be like, 
Nice little intro into the series. Yeah. I think if I had to compare him to anybody, he's like Wiley Coyote in (laughs) in this show. It's true. Perfectly. Yasan's gonna like run off the edge of like a junk thing and then like look at the camera and be like, uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no, a piano fell on Yasan and now his teeth are piano keys. Oh no. Um, so I'll go ahead and jump into episode three, which is called The Night of Indra. The Neo-Zeon cruiser, the Indra, docks at the Shangri-La. Bright decides to move the Argama into the colony interior to avoid conflict in their current state. The captain of the Axis cruiser, uh, Mashamar uh, Cello, departs the cruiser in pursuit of the Argama. When he's met by Fa piloting the Methus and Judo, uh, who was attempting to steal the Zeta Gundam. Much like Amaro and Camille, Judo is thrown into battle and defends the Argama and defeats Mashamar in battle. Um, so again, like I think this episode has a lot of funny uh, comedic bits. Um, I'm really glad that in this, in these first episodes, we have Fa to kind of like transition us into the new series. Um and can I... I say one thing about Fa real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I don't really like love how it feels like Judo is like mansplaining mobile suits to her every yeah. time that she like takes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like... I haven't. I have some notes on this for a later episode, okay, cool, so we, cool, we cool, can bring it up cool, when that. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Fa. While he I'm does glad... it really bad. He does it really bad in one yeah. episode where he sits <laughs> on her lap. <laughs> yeah. Well, while I really am glad Fa is back, I don't know that the show treated Fa with the respect that she no. deserves. <laughs> no, um, shit on at every turn. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I um I do have this this uh, question written down, which is Shar was a villain in zero zero seventy nine that many people found likable, and I feel like they're kind of going for a similar feeling with Mashamar. Um, Alex, uh, you want to give us your thoughts on the introduction of Mashamar? Uh, I don't know. I'm burnt out. I like hating villains because <laughs> the initial thing at this point. Yeah. Hey, Alex, don't you fucking hate them? <laughs> yeah. Stupid little rose, right? Alex I'm also take, I'm taking, with this, that. I'm taking this show and I'm, like, I'm trying to come in here at, like thinking and not any of the other two seasons of series I've done that we watched. I'm going to try to, like, separate my feeling from those. I'm, like, I'm just going to take this as what it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure we watch uh, Char's counterattack next. That's our next yeah. thing after this. So you can save all of your hate now, bottle it up inside, and then release it upon Char's counterattack. <laughs> can we officially release a statement that we love Mashamar as a podcast? Like, I love it's him. Just like, I love yeah. him so much. Yeah. He's my favorite. He's I mean, a nice like, guy. He's just like he no, he is the platonic ideal of like the Reddit nice guy. He's like he's like, <laughs> uh, like I know what girls want. They want me to enter a huge robot and fight for them while like holding on to the one artifact that they gave me one time. But like I, I think that I think that he's more pure than a nice guy. Like I think Kotz was the perfect example so? of a nice guy. Yeah, about, that's actually so. Yeah. I think I think nice guys are somewhat like, like, like they have self understanding. Mashamar is like a robot puppy 
like programmed to love so like, he nice seems... guys need to be more like mash marts like okay exactly. fine like you'll complain about like a girl like taking mm-hmm. it like it's like oh girls just want me to take them to movies but i'll sit through anything it's like yeah will you sit through a movie will you fucking die for them well, is that like, will you, will yeah. you enter like hand to hand combat for them and like, you know, Maybe, risk your life and your yeah. friend's lives for he's them? Like, like, he's like the natural conclusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's nice guy too. Super nice guy. Like, he is the iconic golden retrieval boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's like a golden retriever, isn't he? Yes. That's a great comparison, Alex. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> golden retriever, that explains his whole. Like, if Haman Khan, like, told him to sit, like, what do you think he would do? Sit? He would sit forever. Yeah, absolutely. Until she said, get up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until she said not to. <laughs> uh, everyone needs a man like Mashamar, honestly. Fuck. Yeah. All right, Christian, uh, take oh. us into episode four. Episode four. Here we go. Uh, episode four, Hot-Blooded Mashamar. Having been defeated by the Zeta Gundam, Mashmar Chello seizes an opportunity to strike back. As Judo Ashta and his friends search for the Argama, they happen to spot Mashmar launching into battle. Not wanting to be beaten to the surprise, Judo grabs onto Mashmar's Gallus J, hoping to stop it. And there's a bunch of hijinks, and it's fun. What do you what do you all think about the Gallus J mobile suit? that hmm. Mashamar pilot. In between loving it and hating it. I'm pulling up a picture of it right now because I do not remember what it looks like. This is, I think he uh, pilots it in this episode without a cockpit door, oh. which is what I remember of it. I like the color of it. I don't enjoy any of the new designs that I've seen so far in this show, especially uh, some designs we'll get to soon. Um, I don't know. They're just like a little bit more like i guess like the the show itself cartoony um but it's okay i actually don't mind it as much as some of the others this one's fine i really like the color scheme they're going for with like the greens and the purple yeah the color scheme is great but i yeah i'm kind of with it doesn't have a um recognizable silhouette that is my one critique of it it um is very muddy but I don't honestly I don't remember a lot about this episode. I feel like this was just like fleshing out Mashamar as somebody who gets butt hurt when he loses fights. Mm-hmm. Like and like that's fine. Like I like love that for him. Like that he's just like really pissed off every time like he doesn't do super well. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I think that there's a lot of episodes um and a lot of scenes that the only purpose of them is just to flesh out Mashamar because it doesn't seem like the fights really like flesh out judo a whole lot mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah that's a I good point out. i think that's a good point one thing though yeah, a was, couple notes it was Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you you just you just talk yourself up into a frenzy and it's good to know that you landed on a solid point there <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I'm constantly talking, and everybody's constantly telling, like, Simon, you have to stop eventually. Like, you say mostly garbage, but it's like, no, give me a minute. Give me a minute. And then I got it. Um, unless anyone else has anything else to say about this, I did have uh, just two notes, uh, one of which is this is the episode where Mashamar uh, runs into Fa 
at the hospital in uh, Mashamar. This is why I think I like him so much is that it's not only that he's like one note in love with Haman. He like in that moment just immediately started like simping for Fa as well. And I wanted to know yeah. what uh, what my Fa simps thought about that. Um, he's like, girl, baby girl. <laughs> Oh, I don't want anyone else to be for her, but Simon. But also, I get why you're sipping for her. So can, I can't blame you too much. But it yeah, was fucked up. All the ho- it was just seen. It did just seem like pretty, like genuine and respectful. He just seems like somebody who's like he's very just like a into, womanizer. Like he's I don't yeah I don't, I don't know. I think that, women. <laughs> I think that's what the sh- I think that's what the show was portraying him as. Like they're only showing us his interactions with women. And like his infatuation with them, but I think he's just somebody who loves people who do the right thing, and this is why I love Mash. Yeah, I think he's just very earnest. Uh, yeah, exactly. Earnest is such a good adjective, Christian. Oh, Holy I would, shit! I would love to see Mashamar <laughs> goes to camp. That'd be such a good movie. That would be. Um, but I did also have another note um, here, which is. That in these fights that we're seeing um, in these first four episodes, it seems like everything is it's mostly not beam weaponry based and there's not a lot of guns. It seems very like hand to hand combat. Like we see a lot more of Gundams think? punching each other. And thank God for yeah. Michael in his notes. That is such <laughs> an astute observation. I would I like I think I, know... I subconsciously noticed that too. Which is, like, a lot more choreography for the animators. Holy shit. Because, like, beam weapons are easy. You just, like, deep fry the scene and, like, you're good to go. But, like, this you have to, like, I don't know, think about the camera angle. Think about the proportions of, like, the hand as it, like, moves, like, to the Gundam. Like, that's just hard. It's because they're inside the colony. And so they can't shoot. They can't use their beam rifles without. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Exactly. And I, I think, I don't know. It's just funny. I feel like I really hated any time the Gundams did hand-to-hand combat because I was like, "What's I don't know." It just like seems very like unnecessary to like punch with a Gundam when you have a bunch of guns. Um, but I kind of found it in this show a lot more acceptable. Alex, what do you think about Gundams and mobile suits like punching versus? Shooting? Oh, I love it. I, I've always loved it. I love watching big robots punch each other. Just bang, bang, boom. Like it, it's I don't know. It's it's very, it's dumb that they punch each other when they have guns and laser swords. That's also why I love it. I'm like, I got all those weapons, baby. You know what? Boom. It's a punch you yeah. instead. I mean, in the end, it's dumb that they even have hands. So it's just like, if they have yeah. hands, they might as well punch. Yeah. In my opinion. New, that's, new that's Gundam <laughs> series. Like, each of the Gundams is just a huge floating gun. Like, that's <laughs> all it is. That's what it would be in I real life. I would love, like, a... A drones, Gundam new Gundam, where they're all drones piloted from like discrete location. The little drones being piloted by big drones. Oh but wow! Boy, boy, am I glad that you said that, Alex. Because I have I got a series for you, and it's called <laughs> G Gundam. <laughs> I cannot wait. I just have um, one more note about uh, the Godless J. Just yes. seeing like the inspiration it comes from from a. Uh, one of our favorite Gundams, the Goof. If anyone else picked up on some of the design similarities. Oh, I didn't. I, did not. I love the Goof. I love the Goof. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go look at that. Goofy little guy. Yeah, the Goof is it has like, so good. You can see the inspiration where it has the similar types of spikes coming out the soldier. The shoulders. It's the not shoulder pads. the same type of spikes, yeah. but it's similar. Yeah. And you have like the two layers of the legs. 
Except with the vents, this one has a lot more of those vents. Even the the character designer for Gundam right now is like fucking like thanking Alex (laughs) tremendously (laughs) for like noticing like this callback. Yeah, and even like the cool like the little tubes connecting look very much like they were in the Mm -hmm. That's a that is a good point to bring up though. It reminded me that like it is interesting how the series it's like in the in the season one zero zero seventy nine the zakus and the single like cyclops style i like that's all associated with zeon who are the bad guys then in uh season two zeta it's like the earth federation had taken over all those designs because they were superior and the earth federation are our new bad guys and they're using very like zaku type high zocks um you know very singular eye same type of style and uh-huh. now in this series, going into this uh, Neo Zeon slash Axis, it seems like all of their, their designs are very much based on that original Zeon style. So it's kind of like a nice through line for the like bad that's guys. That's such a good device for world building. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. And cool I think it's like... That. Yeah, I think it, it, it sticks throughout even some of the other like other universes in in the Gundam franchise it seems that the mono eye cyclops style like chunky shoulders is always kind of synonymous with being a bad guy so it's kind of a nice little device that they use so we can like automatically be like that's the antagonist yeah um, right yeah <laughs> in a black and white sense. identifiable <laughs> yeah well, those kind of, those mobile suits are always a bit more monstrous so it looks big beefy scary and you're and then you're good you're good uh, you're good most suits are always humanoid smaller like mm-hmm. yeah like exactly like deep psychological ideas of fear it all goes back to the greeks B&B. it all goes B&B. back to the greeks anyway <laughs> let's jump in to episode five judo's decision a local junk dealer, Gemon, comes to Mashamar and asks for help in the destruction of the Argama. He pilots his own mobile suit called the uh, Gezi. Um, during the attempt to find the Argama, he runs into Judo and his friends at their school and engages the Zeta in combat, which is being piloted by Fa. Judo takes over the Zeta and Fa is, as Fa is struggling to beat Gemon. Uh, Judo is able to defeat Gemin and then decides to come back to the Argama. Um, Simon, how do you feel about Fa in this story so far? Um, what do you kind of hope for her character in Double Zeta at this point? Well, from what I remember of her character, she's just being like spoken over so loudly by Judo, and like every time um, she is like piloting a mobile suit, it's just kind of this story is built around like how long is it before judo comes in and like saves the day which i'm not a super big fan of i kind of hope that at one point there's going to be a puzzle that only fa can solve or something like that (laughs) yeah i know um because like she's a fucking like individual i don't know she's like just the classic like what every single like you know bad man like wants in a girlfriend it's just like oh to like support me unconditionally but i can also talk over you know yeah um but i i do hope that my one hope i think that's a good way to frame it is i hope that there is a situation that like 
only Fa can solve. So people will kind of like realize how unique and important she is as a person. Because like, I don't know, that'd be like kind of fucked up if this like, I don't know if her and Camille were like BFGF, but like if you're BF, like went into a coma all of a sudden and like you have to still fight in like a mobile suit that he used to pilot. Like, I don't know. That sounds a little bit yeah deep i will say it it is out of all the things that like haven't aged well or that or that are just straight up disappointing to me i think that as watching these first 10 episodes just the continual treatment of fa just like was pretty disappointing i'm not gonna lie um i try and just i try and stay pretty positive on anything that we see just because i think there's so much to love about these shows but it is i think a sincere disappointment in the way that her character is treated um, especially coming off of the end of Zeta where I feel like it finally came around to treating her as a, you know, human being that like is capable of things. Almost like Fa specifically, because like all the other like non men in the show like kinda have like a weird quirky caricature that like they lean into. That's not necessarily like your role is to be kind of saved by the protagonist like you know it's like oh you're like the annoying sister or you're like you know the girl everyone has a crush on but like fa's caricature or caricature fa's character is just like you know the the person that needs explaining everything to and it's just like really frustrating i I don't know i feel like we've always shat on the like lazy storytelling device of like the only role of like a woman is to make the man look better but yeah, I think it definitely took me out of it a little bit. I think Simon, you definitely said it when uh, as the the lazy storytelling device, and in my eyes, it's uh, it's a missed opportunity storytelling wise because Fox totally. could be a really super compelling, interesting character, and she could honestly have her own little maybe miniseries or show. I would love, like, I think it would have been interesting to see her kind of take off as her like in her own right as a pilot and have her own individual adventures um totally uh which is i mean technically is still possible um in this story and we'll we'll get there uh, i guess yes oh, what is that episode 10 um but yeah i think it's a missed opportunity storytelling wise the way they treat her i feel like with all uh, they trying to keep her just this character to stand for the audience to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Did it in the most disappointing way. Like, instead of, like, they could have had her, if they wanted her to be bridging the gap of knowledge, could have done it in a way to bring her up. You know, like, explaining her battles, or her being the one explaining and not being explained to. That's super That's frustrating really to see. Point, Alex. Like, she definitely is kind of, like, the encapsulation of like the audience not knowing what the fuck is going on and like judo has to come in and explain everything you know yeah i i agree yeah i will yeah i think it's important to think about context and timing of of when the like these things come out but it's just disappointing in this series because i do feel like they do treat some of the non you know main men characters you know with very strong identities it's just frustrating to see that her character seems to have regressed going into a new series um uh-huh. because she seems to have gotten worse at piloting she seems to like not know what she's doing anymore and it's it yeah. a total reset of her personality exactly alex yeah 
exactly yeah so i think it's just worth saying um it was something that i found to be a little bit frustrating but we can go ahead and get that off of our our backs a little bit alex you have something else you want to say yeah i'm gonna continue with your thought of getting any that kind of discussion that we did we talked about how amazing the jesus is hands down the best mobile suit i've seen Oh no! I think it's butt ugly. <laughs> I, it's so ugly. I love it so much. I'm going to build one. I want to build one in real life. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> talking about what's the name of it, Alex? The G's. G E Z E. E E Z E. I'm sorry. I'm, the, I'm really bad on the mobile it, suit. It's a. Um, uh, it's Gemmons. Gemmons. It's the one that y'all saw. Fuck, dude. Okay, Alex, never buy me as a gift a piece of like interior decorating <laughs> equipment because if the, I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm roasting you, my guy. Like a man that a junk man built this. I know. <laughs> oh. It's so ugly. I love it so much. It's the dude, best thing ever. This looks like. It's two triangular prisms with, like, cylinders coming out of it. Oh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Alex, what the fuck, dude? Okay, you better build this for your thing. It has four <laughs> arms. Like, this thing, it has four arms, and they're just, like, little crab arms. Okay. Also, also, thinking this oh, one, the other, the other Gundam they had in the last episode, the yellow one, can also shoot laser beams out Holy of it. Holy shit, dude. This thing looks like a fucking traffic cone (laughs) and uh with that i think it's a good time for us to take a quick break we'll be back soon bye (laughs) hey what's up it's simon from the robot show brought to you by simon and michael and christian and alex you should leave us a rating on itunes also a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. Um, there's a lot of shows, some of them about robots, some of them not about robots. <laughs> Listen to a couple of those in my time. But um, we like to, we're making good content, I think. And it'd mean a lot because uh, rating review um, really boosts it all. Uh, so yeah, um, if you like the show, um, leave a review. We like reading it too. And a rating would be great um other than that thank you so much for listening it really means a lot it sounds a lot of times like i'm just shouting into the void about a show that came out um a a while ago uh but it really means a lot thank you so much um enjoy the show or if this is placed at the end of the episode i hope you enjoyed the show or if this is placed in outside of the context of an episode have have a nice day and support firefighters we're back hello and um one thought i just had did you guys ever watch the show junkyard wars <laughs> wait is that that show that like builds things from junks like fighting yeah like compete against each they other don't fight each other i thought they like pawned it off no no, no. Like, they would this is what would happen they would take two teams of like i feel like it would usually be like like a plumber, like a general contractor, like people who do hands-on things for a living, like somebody who knows okay. how to weld. And then there's like yeah. two teams, and then they put them in a junkyard and they make them like build like a like some sort of fighting implement or like a catapult or something. And I'm just thinking that um, Gimmen, our friend Gimmen, who made 
the uh, Gezi, he's basically his own version of the Junkyard Wars. Ah. Wow. So, what an astute observation. What, there, a, Michael. what a thought. So I, I thought of that. That's kind of funny. I, I thought of that when I, when I was peeing during the break. But um, oh, anyway. Oh, you were pissing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of uh, he's kind of recycling, if you will. Well, a little bit you know of a. Honestly, this is what I wanted to know. Is like, do did other people watch that show? Because I watched that show a lot. It was kind of like a pre. It, that was like the first. That was like before MythBusters became a thing. And MythBusters yeah, was like I, a massive ever, show. Yeah, I did watch that show. But I but wasn't sure if Junkyard Wars. Did show Destroy Build Destroy on Cartoon Network? Yes, I remember that show. Okay, it's the exact that. same premise of that, except it's with teens. But I'm gonna use um, this. Let me use it as a great transition into what I want to talk about. My game. Hell yeah. Anime Genai! Which means not an anime. That is the theme song. Anime Genai! That is, that is the name of the theme song for the first 25 episodes of Gundam Zeta Gundam. Sorry, you had to enter the mind space of coming up with lyrics for this. Oh, it's so, all right. We're gonna start. We're gonna stop. We're gonna start off with a with an easy one. Not an anime. Not an anime. A worldly world. Where was that? Is that from uh, anime Janai, or was that something I just made up? On you want all to answer? Janai. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll I go think with it's from uh, anime, Michael first. Yeah, I think it's from anime Janai. I agree with Michael. And Simon. I agree with Michael. That is the correct one. That is one of the lines yeah, comments. let's go. On this one. So it just says, like, it's not an anime. It's not an anime. The literal current uh, chorus of this song is, not an anime, not an anime, a lovely world. Not an anime, not an anime, a reality. This seems like a cry an from Tomino. Like, he saw <laughs> something he wasn't supposed to, and he's like, it's not an anime. It's not an anime. Like, yeah, if I get a Tenant-style turnstile to go back in time, I'm going to go back to 1987 <laughs> and just check up on Tomino. Just like, dude, are you okay? Tomino, are you good? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, we're ready. Are you ready for the next line? Let's yes. do it. Okay. Kids around the radio. Kids having fun. Kids under the radio. Did I make that up? Or is that from the is that from the opening? There's no way you made that up. That's from the opening, dude. I said Simon, you say it's from the opening? Yeah, there's no way you made that up. I was gonna say it's also from the opening, I think. All if right. you made that up, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah, if you made that up, you're a sick That's... fuck. <laughs> It sounds like poetry, like kids around the radio, kids around the radio. I'm just kidding. I, I think it's it either Alex. Like Alex doesn't have the capability for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's either from Alex the opening or it's from like, 
It's either from the opening or it's from a Talking Heads song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian, what, what, what do you say for that one? I thought it was from the opening. Oh, no, I made that up on the spot. I, I meant to say something Damn. different with the last line. I forgot what I was going to say. I repeated made that the up line. on the spot. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. You're in too deep. <laughs> Next one is, people say you read too much manga, but I never, ever tell a lie. Not something I made up, or was that from the opening? You made that up. I'm going to go against Simon here and say it's from the opening. I say it's from the opening. And it is from the opening. Yeah, let's that go. Is... Fuck you, what? Simon. <laughs> I don't understand what this thing's about. That was... Wait, repeat that. It's you read too much manga? People say you read, you read too much manga, but I never, ever tell a lie. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Let's see. Okay, yeah. do two more. Check up on Tom what, what I... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna do five in total, so that's three. I got two more to go. The next one is going to be the colonies will defend. No one will lose but us. What? I'm going that that was you made that up. Yeah, that I'm was Alex. I agree with Christian and Michael. Yeah, I, I made that one up. I, we saw right oh through God. you. You saw right through me. I could just see your little brain working over there, just stewing up some sick, twisted lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more. Last one. All right. Oh, let me see. It's going to be... Our world cannot be looked into through the glasses of common sense. You are earthlings who forgot dreams. <laughs> All right, Christian has to answer first. I believe it is from the opening. I also believe it's from the opening. I also believe it's from the opening. And that is from the opening as well. <laughs> Wait, oh. read, the, read me back that. I kind of like went on autopilot there for a second, but there's no way. Wait, what was it again? Our world cannot be looked into. Oh, sorry. Our world cannot be looked into through the glasses of common sense. You old Arthians who forgot dreams. This, okay, wild. so, okay. Let me get this fucking straight. So, like, my main man, Tomino, in his, like, in, in the fiction, right? <laughs> this is not an anime. And we have, like, but we can't look at the events that happen through the glasses through the, of yeah. common sense because we're just earthlings who forgot. We forgot how to dream. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. If you think about Dude, it. I'm too high for this. I'm too high for this. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the best. It's rules. Okay. This is the best thing I've ever about it. I'm going to play the fucking song in the edit right now. Okay. The song rips. It starts out and it's so good. And it just, I like, I'm like, so baffled by how they continually make these songs so good. 
Like, if you think about high production from the first ever season, like that first song for Zero Zero Seventy Nine was so good. Both of the Zeta songs, iconic. This song, iconic. Okay, it makes me so mad. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what makes me mad. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what boils my blood. Okay, fucking songs like this. Like, nobody, nobody remembers, okay? Nobody remembers the tune. So much production. They probably hired out a whole-ass orchestra. Songs like the fucking Frasier theme, that gets, like, so much recognition <laughs> internationally. I you, Simon, I was with you until you started dogging on the Frasier theme, and now, fuck you. Yeah. You think Kelsey uh, Grammer could make a fucking anime theme? Because I would like to see that. I want to see Kelsey... The three things I have no strong feelings about. Where's Kelsey? Bring Kelsey (laughs) on the pod. Yeah, I got three things I have a lot of passion about. One of them is the Fraser opening. Another one is milk, and the third one is ketchup. So you can see, I I care a lot about food. I'm gonna put the Fraser opening in that. And if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk bad about the Fraser opening, you're gonna have to catch my fist. I've known Alex for, I don't know, a long time. I've never heard that you were so passionate about milk and ketchup. Alex, are you willing to die on the hill that those are your top three? Like, of anything? Uh, I'm willing to die on the hill that ketchup is in my top three. Milk, ketchup, and the Fraser theme. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll throw it down. Every guy wants to hear. Like, I, like, I, I, I... was friends with Alex during the MySpace years. I don't remember seeing any of those in your top eight, so I'm pretty... <laughs> Alex has changed, man. He's gotten so fucking fake. If you knew me, you would know I put ketchup on any and everything that I can. Best, best yeah. dinner in the world is a okay, box of milk and cheese. Oh, well, because... Milk come in? I am very, very strongly shit with milk because I'm lactose intolerant, but I love everything milk related. So it's just very important to me because it's a constant <laughs> fight, and chocolate milk is literally the best thing to ever exist on this earth. Wait, and you're lactose intolerant, but milk comes in your top three. Yeah. Also, I, I, I also <laughs> would die. I would die for lactose free milk. It is significantly better milk if you don't drink lactose free milk. You should. It's sweeter. It makes cereal 18 times better. It makes chocolate milk better. What's a brand of lactose-free milk? Lactate. Lactate. Get it's on the pod. To, it's just, it's just Come hard on to the purchase pod. something lactate called lactate. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if I got a sponsorship... Like for lactose-intolerant people. I think, I think we can be the first podcast to get a sponsorship for the lactose-free milk. And, oh my I god, I would die. Honestly, I would die. Honestly, no, I you're, you're overruled. You're overruled. <laughs> This is fucked up, like the Venn diagram of the Gundam fandom and lactose-free milk is now, like, there is content that populates the middle portion of that Venn diagram. And Alex, what if, Alex Trevine is that. What if lactate was Anaheim Electronics? What kind of mobile suit would lactate? Oh, they'd make the geese the best best mobile suit ever. What would a a milky mobile suit look like? Yes, of course. Simon, this is an art challenge for you. No, everybody listen to me. Listen to me. I figured it out. You know that fucking cum that they shoot out of their wrist? That's a a lactate. That's fucking lactate. 
the Rick Diaz comes lactate out of its knuckle. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. You got you, Tomino. Yeah, Tomino. Yeah, we saw through you. It's not an anime. I know. It's lactate. <laughs> Breaking news uh, real from quick. The Times. <laughs> real quick, before we move on to episode six, um, Simon, I need you to text, or not text, I need you to tweet at Kelsey Grammer uh, from the podcast account and ask him if he'll come on. I want Kelsey on the pod. And get I'm him on the pod. Up. Get him on the pod. If you know Kelsey Grammer, tell him to get in contact with us. We would love to have him on the pod. <laughs> if Kelsey you are Grammer? listening to this podcast, Tweet at Kelsey Grammer right now and tell him we need him on the pod. <laughs> I will shift the focus of this podcast from Gundam to Frasier if we have to. Yeah, and if you, and if you're on the horn with, if you're on the horn with Kelsey, tell him we need a Mecca Frasier too, like a Mecca. Th- you know what? I'll take Niles. I'll fucking take Niles. I want Ross I in a mobile suit name. so fucking bad. I want Ross in a mobile yes. suit so well, bad. If you think no, about it. No, holy shit. That Daphne? fucking chair that he sits in is just a mobile suit. <laughs> that, that is dad sits oh, in. Yes. Yeah. Can you... Can you Photoshop in Frasier's dad from Frasier into a mobile suit Almost in that certainly. chair? Dude, I, I know, <laughs> I know one of our listeners does Photoshop. We want some fan art. We want specific Frasier's oh and Gundam-themed fan art, please. I just, like, you know how, like, like I love collaborations. It's always, like, um, you know, mobile something X. Yeah, something X, something else. I really want Mobile Suit Gundam X Frasier. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile suit Frasier. <laughs> cool. Wait. In a, in a deep space colony, <laughs> mobile suits just have to be involved. What sucks about this is that we just came up with the best thing, and now we have to talk about something that's not that. So, Christian, take us, take, take us into episode six. Episode six. The Menace of Zissa. Uh, Zissa. I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, Axis Captain Mashamara Cello plots to defeat the Argama, although he stresses that he has no desire to bring harm to the residents of Shangri-La. Um, although, you know, it's his directive from Haman Khan, so he must do it. Um, in the refuse yard where the Aragama is undergoing repair, Judo and his friends enjoyed lunch with the Aragama's crew. Although they're reluctant to join the Aragama's regular crew, Noah Bright requests that they stay in the ship until it needs to leave side one. Judo is not cool with this, and he storms out. Mashamar begins a clumsy attack on the <coughs> in his mobile suit to lure out the Zeta. Since there's no qualified Zeta pilot available, Fa goes to combat Mashamar and the Methus, and Bicha goes to retrieve Judo. Despite Mashamar's wishes, the mobile suit battle escalates, and the Zeta, piloted, piloted by Mr. Astonaji, and the Gaza Sea team entering combat, causing additional damage to the upper class residences. After much persuasion from his friends, Judo agrees to pilot the Zeta again. So, again, uh... Judo comes and saves the day. 
And Lena. I think this was my least favorite episode. I I like I just I I I tire of of the judo is too cool to pilot it and then when he pilots it he just like kills it. Also he threw the food on the floor, which was so rude. Yeah. Like seeing like Shin Shinta and Coom like on the ground, like picking up the beef after it got thrown on the ground. I was like, damn, that's like really fucked because they really hammer home that like we live in space and we don't get fresh meals a lot. Like that like I don't know. I thought the that was like a precious, cool little story, yeah. story device. It it is. Like it, it, they really did that. I do I did have one uh note for this episode which is I think this is the best version of the comedy in this show was the uh comedic karma of that rich guy um that was living at his oh. largest state <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, oh dude, I'm just about to sell this house." Like it's so sick. <laughs> yeah. Wine cellar. The wine cellar just got stocked with all of my favorite wines. Like it's just the best wines in my wine cellar house. I love it. And then Mashamar just like lands straight on his wine cellar. It's like, like really funny. Like it this, was this, like, very old, satisfying. Yeah, the, yeah. This like rich asshole just getting owned. Like the comedic <laughs> karma of everything that he like loved and cherished just falling apart. I just thought that was really funny, and um, to be honest, I don't remember much else from this episode, but I loved that moment really stuck out to me. It's just, like, the comedy of the show really working. I remember his house just, like, sliding down the mountain. And I was yeah, like, just, the it's just... There's a lot of, like, really absurd, like, destruction, which is so funny. I think so. I love how it happens. Did he have any tie-ins with the war, like, prior to this? He was the guy who received the bribe from um, Axis slash Neo Zeon in the first oh, episode. Oh, okay. And so he was using that money, I believe, to leave the colonies. Um, I see. Because yeah. originally I thought that he was just like some random rich dude. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, eat the rich. But like, it was that I think that I saw him featured later and it made more sense why he was the target of all of this. But, yeah, much like Michael, I don't really remember much from this episode uh, besides a, a couple things here and there because it's kind of like the same thing over and over again for the past few. Uh, but, yeah, so essentially Judo comes back, and it, I think now he's more permanently a part of the Argama because he's kind of bullied into it a little, a little bit. Um, yeah. So let's. I actually want to use this... Um, we haven't really talked about it, so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to throw out my burning question of the week. Question. What do you guys think of Judo as our main protagonist? So I'll, I'll start with Christian. Christian, what do you think about Judo as a character here? Um, I think Judo's fine enough. Or a protagonist. Um, I the jury is still out. Uh, for me, uh, in terms of judo, like I'm I'm still warming up to him. I think I haven't like really fallen in love with him or uh, really found him like super compelling yet. But I don't think he's not interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? Yeah. Annoying, but I can see me liking him. 
cocky, kind of like a too cool school. Mm-hmm. But he is also does kind of have the skill to back it up. So almost like he's one of those like popular people who are, like really cocky, but also like, really good at what they're doing. So they can like have their room and talk a bit of shit. Yeah. Kind of like as much as I want to be like, nah, fuck this guy. Kind of like, yeah, cool. Like, I can get excited because he does cool things. Do you think do you think he's more similar to Amro than Camille? No, especially mm-hmm. not. I would agree with that. Maybe like mid series Amaro. Like when he started being like, I'm too good, yeah, I can detect the guy never do this, like we got a little, a little little cocky. Yeah. I think that's kind of I what like, I was thinking. Yeah. Like I feel like Camille comes in kinda of cocky and then it's humble but real quick because anything in his life goes to shit real quick mm-hmm. but like it, it gave me it gives me kind of like the first 30 seconds of Venom Zeta which is like mm-hmm. I'll just get class and go like let's get to the city because I can do whatever I want I feel like Judo definitely reminds me of Amaro um, in terms of attitude I think mm-hmm. uh you know, I in terms of the other characters, he's not really concerned about any like higher principle. He's just like surviving or you know trying to thrive. Uh, he doesn't really have care about. But for that reason, I don't. I didn't like how quick Judo was to just like join um like Bright and like the whole like good guys of the team. I kind of wish he was a little bit. I mean, he was reluctant, but it was, like, comedically reluctant. Like, the mm-hmm. second that he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, like, I knew that, like, oh, he's going to turn around and do it, and, like, he's going to be great. I almost wish he, like, stole the mobile suit for a while and just, like, did his own thing and then, like, you know, kind of came to terms with, like, why it's important that they're, you know, uh, opposing uh, Neo Zeon and stuff like that. Um I did not like how quick he was just to be like, oh, you guys are obviously the good guys, so I'll join you and I'll fight with you. Like, that just seemed... You know what? I, like, retract my earlier statement where I say this isn't as tongue-in-cheek. It, it Like, that that is really tongue-in-cheek to me. Like, the mm-hmm. whole, like, oh, like, I'll join you guys after, like, you know, one opposition. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, like, coming off of Camille... Um, Camille really grows on you through the series, so I'm assuming that Judo's going to do the same. And I think that honestly, yeah. there there are definitely parts. I feel like in the middle of all of these series, we're always like the main protagonist is kind of annoying and kind of getting on our nerves. So I think it it's not we're not like out of the normal depth of the show to be kind of frustrated by the protagonist. It like kind of puts us in that zone every time, but it is definitely different this time considering he is just like so indifferent about anything like he has no seeming he seemingly has no driving force although we can see his life is complicated um so i think that we're we're kind of like in a holding pattern to find out like what's making him do things so i I think that's that's going to be what adds more depth to his character maybe all right episode seven Gaza Storm. Mashamar, in an attempt to become more ruthless, 
sends out three mobile suits called the Gaza Ds to take down the Zeta and the Argama. Judo is away, so Fa launches in the Zeta to defend the Argama. Judo and the gang are taken captive by the junk dealer Gimmon and are saved by a mysterious new pilot named Rue. Ju is able to pilot the Zeta and with the help of Rue and her core fighter, fend off and destroy the Gaza Ds. Okay. Rue's core fighter is so cool. Yeah, straight into Rue rules, but firstly, I want to throw it to Simon here with a quick question. Simon, yeah, what's up, my guy? how do you feel about the kids in the show? Do you think since they were kind of going against the tone of the show in Zeta, Shinta and Kum, now in this double Zeta, do you feel like the kids kind of fit better in the scheme of the show? I do. I like, I don't know. They weren't, they're not as just like, I, I think that kids don't bug me. It's whiny kids that really bug me. And they're certainly <laughs> not as like, which is why, like, I mean, I am so eternally grateful that I don't have a child right now because, oh my gosh. Anyways, they're not nearly as bad as they were um last show because they're simply not as whiny. In fact, mm-hmm. they like, I don't know. It was like cool when um Judo like first got on the Argama and they like had to like kind of like lie to like you know say that he went this way when he went that way, um, or how did that whole scene go? I kind of forgot. But I feel like like they they weren't just like they didn't just burst into tears and just like start like screaming about how hungry they were. They're like they actually have like meaningful decisions that they make that make sense in the context of everything um so yeah so far so far like shinta and kum like they're cool they can hang um yeah they definitely moved up the tier list uh for me a little bit but i mean yeah shinta's shinta's always been in a good spot in the tier list though so um <laughs> that's so funny poor <laughs> uh christian in this episode we're introduced to rue luca it's a new character, and what do you think about her introduction? Oh, dude. She's awesome. I'm a super... Well, I, I'm a big Rue fan. Oh, let's just put it that way. Um, I love her character design, and her suit is also really cool. Oh, yeah. I she's the super surface level, but that's what I have to say. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, that's all we really get in this episode is very surface level because she shows up, she like bashes Gimmon, that junk, the junk dealer, and then she just is wearing the coolest pilot suit of anyone with the cool shooting star. So I, I feel like Rue stands out immediately as just like a different character than what we're getting. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to hear and, you know, to see where she goes as a character. You know what? She gives me uh, Bulma vibes, big time. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Because Bulma's I'm also Bulma like while, very but... smart and a badass and like adventurous. Um, mm-hmm. And Rue is very much the same way. Do you, so, you yeah, know that? Big, Do you know that Bulma meme when it uh, says it's my friendship or whatever and this is my new best friend? Yes, I know uh, that it's... meme, Alex. Yeah. I love that meme. That's my favorite meme. Thank you, Simon. Is this, she is my new best friend and her is no longer my best friend. Friendship ended with Fuh? <laughs> friendship ended with Fuh. My simp ended with Fuh. Right now? Fu is my new simp. Yeah, I still simp with Fuh as well, but I, wow, I am in love. I'm in love with Fuh right now. Wow, this guy moves quickly. 
Yeah, it she came in quickly into my heart with that amazing suit. That's so true. She did come in very quickly, didn't she? Yeah. That's insane. That meme is so funny. I'm so glad you know about that meme. Have you seen, like, the original of that with, like, the fucking, like, Facebook, like, shitty, like, Photoshop? I think about that meme at least once a day. It's top tier. It's... I, I, I have that so thought, many times in my life I think friendship ended with X. Y is my new yes. best friend. I will, well, doesn't uh, matter what's going on. I will stop my day if I need to make that meme for about a conversation. It would take like five minutes what? later to send it. I will. <laughs> now your yeah. job is to make that meme for the Twitter. So have at it. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Put yourself in that corner. All right, Christian, take us <laughs> into episode eight. Episode eight of Rooney. The funeral bell tolls twice. The crew of the Endra mourn their fallen comrades, and Mashmar encourages them that only the only way to mourn is to avenge and prepares an assault on the Argama as soon as it leaves Shangri-La. Ru goes to stop Yazan and Gemon from preventing the opening of the colony hatch, and Judo goes to back her up. In the following altercation, a misfire of a signal flare causes the Argama to launch, thinking that the hatch is open, leaving it open to attack. Yazan and Gemon sortie their mobile suits and begin assaulting the Argama as it tries to land. Judo comes through the defense in the Zeta, killing Gemon in the process and proceeding to battle Yazan. With Yazan blaming Judo for all of his misfortunes and matching Judo blow for blow. Meanwhile, uh, Ru succeeds in opening the hatch, but as the Argama prepares to leave, Yazan tries to ram Zeta straight into it, and Mashamar plans on opening fire as soon as the Argama enters the hatch. Judo defeats Yazan, along with damaging the Endra's beam cannon, steadily becoming aware that he is, in fact, a new type, and successfully escapes the colony before the hatch closes. Another funeral is held for Gemon, and, uh, who is, and the supposedly dead Yazan by Mashmar and the Endra, Mashmar vowing to continue his hunt for both the Argama and Zeta in space. This was like, uh, I, I started, my heart went out to um the Endra crew in this episode a little bit because it's yeah you know it's not just you forget that it's there these are actual pilots and people who are dying in the efforts to yeah, steal the Zeta. Um and so it was like it, it's been whimsical up to this point, but it the show kind of mm-hmm. still reminds you like hey people are still dying. Yeah. Um, she got real quick. They yeah. Have a lot yeah. of like cry voice acting that was like super difficult to listen to i don't know like why <laughs> that is for me but like whenever like people have to cry in like cartoons and like they voice over like it just becomes like so sad for me i was gonna ask simon what's your opinions on the endra the endra what's yeah. the endra it's the uh, spaceship the uh, neo zeon are you asking my opinion on the architecture of it? Yeah. Let me look up a picture of I'm it. I'm sorry. <clears throat> while while he's looking that up, I'll quickly say that what Christian said was, yeah, very poignant in that, like, all of the characters in this show seem very human, and the show is an intent on showing that the the loss of the Axis troops, um, it, it feels very, like, they feel very strongly um, for that loss. And so I feel like that worked... I don't know. That like worked pretty effectively. Like I, again, like I also felt like 
for the Neo Zeon slash Axis troops, the sense of like sorrow and you know it just kind of wraps it up and makes it feel a little bit more human. Um, even considering all of the humor and kind of slapstickiness of it. So I, I thought that was like a really nice thing that they included in the show. Good balance of like having serious moments with like mm-hmm. comedy around it because if it stayed slapstick the entire time, it would be a bad show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, remind it like, this is gonna, this is based reality still. Definitely. You can't have reality with space robots, but <laughs> it's a beautiful balance because it's it's like somber but not totally serious either at the same time mm. i mean so, it's it's similar uh, to zeta yeah. how like zeta had comedic beats that we loved like they're you know we loved the you know bits of human you know or like yeah the, just like the more comedic bits in zeta now we like the more human sad bits in this show you know it's just like we we like to have the Sweet and salty. All right, Simon. This, spa- th- oh. this spaceship is fine. <laughs> That's it. Just give, it fine. A ra- give, give it a rating out of bright slaps. One out of five bright slaps. It's or, or ten. Sorry, ten. Slaps. Th- th- out of ten. Sorry. Um, it is seven bright slaps out of ten. It is a little bit too top heavy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking fine. I haven't seen a lot of like spaceships. Like all the spaceships in real life are kind of lame in my opinion um they don't i think look the like arguma this. i think the arguma is a really cool looking spaceship yeah Every this time... one looks very star trekky this one looks very very star trekky actually um I love which that is one, yeah but all right I, I think it's fine i will jump into episode nine judo in space the Argama sets course the, to the Lovian Rose, um, and the new crewmates settle into their new jobs. Bicha and Mondo try to send a message that they're willing to sell out the Ar- Argama to the Indra. Receiving their signal ab- aboard the Indra, Mashamar sorties in their new mobile suits, the Hamahama. Mashamar and his Gazasis find Rue on their way to the Argama and take her captive. Uh, Judo is able to defeat defeat the Gazas in Mashamar using dummy balloons, and Rue is able to trick the Axis pilot into letting her escape. Um, yeah, I thought this was a, like, the, I mean, obviously the first episode in space, um, there, honestly, this episode just, to me, the, the biggest thing was, um, Bicha and Mondo trying to sell out the Argama. I found kind of frustrating, and then also our yeah. main man, um, Eno, trying to kind of like rein them in, but doing a shitty job of, of trying to tell anyone about what they were yeah. doing was kind of frustrating. <laughs> um, but this is like a good Rue episode. We get Rue um, escaping the Axis pilot by using her charm and just seeming like a very capable pilot, um, mm-hmm. which like, again... Why kind didn't they just make Fa this character? That's like, that's exactly what I was about to say. You just exactly. took the words out of my mouth. Like, why couldn't they just make Fa more capable like they did Rue? Like, and that's what's frustrating about Fa is it's like it's not that it's necessarily that they're not doing it to any female characters. It's just that her character for some reason is so incapable. And so I don't know. Anyway, no I like this episode. Not like her for some reason. Yeah. 
don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like but, trying to write off a, like all the Zeta characters and double Zeta. Just trying to like move away from yeah. it. Right. Um anyway, Alex, what do you think about this episode? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Your take on this I is, the... is the same as Simon's take on. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's an anime. Like you know, the shit isn't real. Like it's I don't have an time to have an opinion. Simon, Simon, that's not actually not so an anime. <laughs> you fucking an anime. idiot. Adults oh would tell you you watch too much. Adults would tell you you watch too much TV. I will not lie. I tell the truth. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Domino's yeah, coming I, you. I said that. I, so I, I expect Mondo to kind of sell out the Armada a lot more than Beecham. Mondo so. looks like a snitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. Dude. Yeah. Never, trust, never trust anyone named Mondo. I'll tell you that. If you have a homie named Mondo, end your relationship with that homie. Now, like, he's not their a homie. Number. He's been selling you to the, like, the feds the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that from Beecha though. Also, I do love the Hama Hama. Like, I don't know. It's, Hama it's Hama. so absurd. It's such an absurd mobile suit. Dude, you and your mechs, you're so good. I need to get on that grind. I guess that's yeah. the whole point of why we're watching this show, right? Yeah, Simon, maybe you should take more Not notes. <laughs> maybe. I just love giant robots. This, is, this so is a cool mobile suit. Yeah, Something that yeah. I like, typically would hate, but that is wild. The thing about the, I don't think the that there's going to be a lot of kit... Okay, I was going to say, I was wondering if they, ma- if they made a lot of Gumpla for these these kits, because I haven't seen they a lot of Gumpla stuff out there. And these are the ones I'm going to love the most, I bet, so... Yeah. Be disappointing. It's going to be disappointing Alex for a while. Mm, yeah, the the Hama Hama is gorgeous. I love the design. So fucking cool. Y- you know what I you know what I say when I see the Hama Hama? What? Hama Hama. <laughs> so we have an opening for a fourth co-host if God did I hardly know him. Yes. Christian, Bye, bitch. <laughs> Christian, in the last episode, you won hiring and firing abilities, and I'm pleading with you, please pull the trigger. Get Simon out of here. <laughs> 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 we need you to be I, a part of the team, Christian. <laughs> that's true. I do, have, I do have hiring and firing ability now. I'm just yeah, you also won $10,000. Never do anything, but just, oh, yeah, $10,000. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do with that $10,000? Broken shippers. Don't tell my girlfriend. You should buy more Bitcoin, dude. Just kidding. Tell my girlfriend. <laughs> buy more Bitcoin and lose the password again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely buying more Bitcoin. It keeps Bitcoin. me up at night. This, yeah, that, just so you were wondering, that was a personal attack. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, yeah. I think we can crack... We can crack the code. I, there's a set of Dude, numbers. Dude, if we crack, just... okay, okay. What you don't realize is, like, if if okay, so if you put this in our hands, like, we have stake in your Bitcoin now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I'm requesting, like, if I check down the password, I'm requesting fifty percent because Bitcoin has gone up significantly since the last time you bought it. Like, when I, I think you we, might have, like, I mean, I mean the royal we, okay? 
<laughs> when we I think code, you might have. I think you might have six Are you including right now, all dude. of the listeners in? <laughs> Christian, the how much Bitcoin did you buy again, Christian? Yeah, that, My password. Yeah, how much? How much money did you put into Bitcoin? Sixty dollars at the time, and this was last. Oh week. shit! Dude, I don't know. I think that's like one Bitcoin, and I think that's like a thousand dollars or something. I yeah. No, 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 okay, sixty dollars. What what year? What year was this? No, I think that was like it was like I think that was one Bitcoin when he did that. Just nineteen. Okay. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's not as much as I thought. I thought it would have been before. It's still probably at least a thousand dollars, if not more. Okay, we gotta stop talking about Bitcoin, fellas. We know nothing about. It. <laughs> well, it's worth thirty five thousand dollars right now, so. I don't think that would have been one Bitcoin. In 2019, that would not have been one Bitcoin. No, it was 2019. No, uh, no it was nowhere close to Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. That's what's, was that's what's confusing about Bitcoin. It's like, you can't just, like, you're not, if you put in one dollar, you're not even getting close to one Bitcoin. It's just like the... Michael, is that the only thing that's confusing about Bitcoin? <laughs> I understand everything else about it. Everything else about it, I 100% understand. We're going to take an average of about $3,000 because it ranges from anywhere from like 2000 to $4,000. i am just imagining Alex has like a bar like a bar graph on his computer that's just going up and down and he's like, you got to sell, sell, sell. Bitcoin. <laughs> you got to sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. In... 2018-19, Abigail showed some interest in Bitcoin. I wrote it off as the stupidest thing ever. Cryptocurrency. Yeah. And so she has purchased Bitcoin in 2018-19 as well as some Litecoin. Did I make some now off of it? I now periodically she still has it. I now periodically check the charts just to see how it's going cuz we're married and what's hers is mine. And I'm just interested. <laughs> in I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any like You had a chance. But, no, no, no. The, the, this is what I'm saying. Is now when I look at the charts, it's not only that I'm interested in what Abigail's earning. I'm also interested in what Christian has is missing out on. <laughs> I, find that, I find that as compelling. So we're gonna assume Bitcoins were about. 3k when christian bought them in 2019 mm-hmm. that means you would have bought about 0.02 bitcoin which mm-hmm. in today is 712 dollars and 29 cents damn christian you Ooh. fucked up big time by you losing that password, that that 60 password. i i think i it's it's still there there's six numbers that i know i make up the password i just have to put them in the right order that's like that's like a week with the computer my dog we're gonna sit down. We're gonna figure. We're gonna pretty much. We're gonna Bitcoin your password so we can have the big money. I think that we need to wait though. Like, you need to optimize it. Like, if you saw it now, you'd probably take that money out. Just let Are it go. Are you guys grow. still fucking talking yeah, about Bitcoin? Be <laughs> Christian lost. I'm no, but now it was seven hundred dollars. All right, Christian. Yeah, I do. I I also Did hear I it like that, Christian. Like, hey, it's Ruluka over here. <laughs> yeah. First off, I need to say Ruluka as Christopher Walken because that's all I can hear. And then go ahead and Ruluka finish up sounds like a 10. mob boss name to me. <laughs> Ruluka. Hey, it's Ruluka. Ruluka. 
best friend she's in the such world. a great girl. Uh, she's <laughs> so a great pilot. It. I understand why people respect her. I certainly do. Bro. <laughs> Wait, can we just, like, make request that request that you, like, say shit like Christopher Walken? Because this is, this resource is much more valuable than Bitcoin, in my this opinion. Is, this like, is having, true content. Having a Christopher Walken, it sounds really good. Okay, so that we're on episode 10, right? Episode 10, let's finish it off. Episode 10, let's finish it off. Sayonara. Fa. Uh, so we're gonna say goodbye to Fa in this episode. It's honestly so sad. And so the Argamas, uh, getting closer to making contact to Lavi and Rose to resupply and repair. And Fa is torn between continuing and staying on the Argama or staying behind with, uh, Camille to make, and to take care of him and such. So she's a little stressed about it. She takes it out on the crew. She's a little cranky, um, uh, understandably. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Mondo and Bicha are up to their fuck shit again. <laughs> and they so... get in contact with Goton. And he Goton does some awesome 007 infiltration into the Argama, but then gets caught. By Shinta and Kum, like an idiot. Um, <laughs> um, by Shinta and Kum, like a fucking asshole. <laughs> like a fucking yeah, idiot. imagine, imagine getting caught by Shinta and Kum. Fucked up. That's not, not a good thing. <laughs> so, um, a battle ensues, and uh, judo sorties in the Zeta to defend um, the Argama from Mashamar. And um, in the chaos of the battle, uh, Fa basically is uh, he's immobilized in the, was it the Methus? And she kind of floats off back to, uh, I can't remember which colony. It may have been Shangri-La. Um, yeah, so she basically, she kind of is left behind. Um, and yeah, and I think this was a a terrible farewell for Fa. I think she could have been uh done a lot better. And we went over this earlier, but yeah. Yeah, I f I found this I found this episode extremely annoying. To be honest, it was the worst of the bunch. Um, yeah, just mostly due to the end fighting and the Ar Argama. You seem like everybody was on each other. Um, everybody's, like, frustrated with each other. Judo wasn't treating Fa with a lot of respect, and Rue and Judo weren't getting along. It just didn't seem like anybody was getting along with each other, and everybody was just, like, shitting on each other. So I found it pretty yeah. annoying to watch. Um, but I will say that by the end of the episode, seeing Fa leave the Argama, going back to side one to be with Camille, um, it was scored with the... Uh, instrumental of the Zeta opening song.
and I found that pretty yeah. emotional. Just being like, you know, losing the two anchors of what kind of held this series in connection with Zeta. So I did find that a little bit emotional, but all, all in all, I was happy to see this episode over with. And I'm hoping, and we can kind of talk about where we, what our hopes for this series, but I'm hoping is that after this point, we kind of move forward and see these characters coming into their own. Because so far, it just seems like they're fighting with the story to like be a part of the story. Like they don't, none of them yeah. want to have any direction. That's a and really good way of putting it. And it's just like I find it a little bit frustrating. And I'm at after ten episodes, I'm just hoping that they pick up like what they need to be as characters to kind of carry the story through, and not just like in this holding pattern of like fighting with this like to be the protagonist so that, that that's kind of my hopes going forward yeah we should or can we go around and say all of our hopes because i think yeah. that's kind of cute yeah also uh your hopes your hopes not also pertaining to the story yeah just your just hopes general world hopes well um <laughs> i'm just kidding just do this your story. Co- this, this, <laughs> we are talking coin about the coin shortage, for 30 minutes. <laughs> this coin shortage, right? I'm getting like hyper obsessed with the national coin shortage that's happening in the US right now. <laughs> because like all things considered, I think that's a really funny conflict to focus on. Like Simon's out here protesting every single Saturday on the coin shortage in the United <laughs> States. Just Simon. Lining up piggy banks, smashing them, telling you, use the piggy banks, use the piggy yeah. banks. <laughs> I hope that, you know what? I hope that we flesh out um, Judo and his little sister, Lena? Lena? Lena. I yeah, kind of hope right. we flesh out what is going on with that. I don't know if it's because I expect that every hero's journey story, we have like more backstory from where the hero came from. Um,. Just to like make that victory like that much sweeter, but I think I'm kind of missing that because I don't really care about judo. To me, he just seems like blanket Camille Amaro blend, like blob. Um, and I just like every scene with him. I'm waiting for there. There's characters that are way more fleshed out than him that doesn't, and it makes him not seem like the protagonist. Um. So, yeah, that's where I kind of hope the story goes. I don't know what I want to see with that. Like, I don't know. Um, I think that's my main frustration, though. Every time they show him, I don't feel like he should be the protagonist, so I get frustrated with how much credit he gets in every scene that he's in. I don't know if that's too harsh or if any of you share that sentiment, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's harsh at all. I think that's fair. Alex, what do you think? I mean, if you get that, like, kind of, like, It's, yeah. it's an adventure and it's it's 
fun to watch and you don't have to think a lot you know um i think we you we did we had to do a lot of thinking and 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 wallowing in in zeta you know what i'm saying and, and this is um so i understand everyone's kind of reservations about double zeta so far but i think the the assets of the show are definitely the the comedy number one i think and number two just the 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 fun aspect of of the whole show so yeah there's things that are kind of neglected in terms of which are very important and i see that but also i'm getting what i want out of it you know Mm -hmm. um but that's just me conflicted because I love just being able to be like oh, I can just put this show on and just mm -hmm. enjoy it and like I thoughtfully like turn off my brain because it still sucks right. but it's just like I don't have to like be super super invested just like kind of invested and I'll enjoy it right like my one hope for like what's gonna end the story is I really hope it gets some sort of resolution with Nick and Nick. damn yeah I yeah. want to know what happens like is he gonna get right. better is he gonna get worse like I, I really hope he's gonna get I, I think especially because since you all projected me onto Camille so much and to see him in this state, <laughs> I really hope he gets better. <laughs> and like it's like I I do like how I do like Faz leaving on the ship. I feel like that's the only authentic thing they've done to her character in this series. Mm. Be like I want to be with Camille. I love him. Like I mean, I'm rooting for them as a couple as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that means Camille gets better so they can be happy. Yeah. Christian, what's a hope that you have for, for where the show goes? Um, My hope is... I mean... I I kind of want a little more of what I've gotten so far, like, to be entertained, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know what I want from, from Double Zeta. I, I'm having fun watching it, so... Uh, mm -hmm. I guess we'll see. I don't, I don't really have any hopes, and I know that's kind of like a, a cop-out, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I do, I think that, like, maybe considering how how long it's taken us to organize this this recording session and just, like, kind of the, the process that has gone through to watch the show and how long it's been, I feel like maybe I'm being a little bit harder on it than, I, than it deserves because I've really enjoyed watching it. And so what I want to kind of do moving forward is I want to enjoy this kind of respite from the main story because it is kind of like an offshoot of the main story and we're getting like a little bit of a side, yeah. like yeah. side character, kind of like a little bit of a different flavor of the show. And I want, mm -hmm. I want to kind of just like focus in on the positive things moving forward um, personally and also just you know because i am liking it like i think it's funny i think it's a really good series and i and the I animation don't... is still so much in that sweet spot too like exactly talking about like it hasn't mm -hmm. yeah it hasn't gotten any worse the music as well <laughs> is still really good so the animation yes. and the music are still good the comedy i think works oh, yeah. it's just like a couple things here there really dragged it down for me so far but i'm ready to move past it what i'm going to do is i'm going to enjoy this because we only have so much left of this story of the Amaro Shar one year war to Shar's counterattack story. So sad. And I like, 
and I want to enjoy these last 47 episodes before we get to Shar's counterattack as just like this little bit of kind of space that we have before we see the resolution. If we only get this one time, you know, we have one shot until we watch the movie. So, you know, there's just yeah. there's a lot to enjoy about it. And I think that it's important that we celebrate what it does really well. Um, and I, th- I think that that's where... Go ahead. I think I talked about the beginning, but I think that really is like, it gives a strength to how this is going to be like much more fun show to watch. And then mm-hmm. being bookended by the seven very serious stories with Charles Carnotech that just ends this entire, yeah. this entire run of the series versus Zeta, which is the most, the dark, I think the darkest of the, of the first two. And had a, yeah. a lot of emotion and like really took what Seven Nine did and made it bright everything to so get this super heavy, dark, good, strong, dramatic story. And you're gonna have, I would I imagine, a very similar story on the other end of this with the part that shows counterattack. And just kind of knowing that like we're putting these characters that we've come to love so well to bed, so having they having something to like be excited for and just and be something to enjoy in between the rides. It would be nice. I think it's a good idea just kind of yeah. sit back and enjoy the ride while we have it. Definitely. It is also worth taking into consideration how hard it is to talk about comedy. Like, like to, to like, after the fact. To be like, this was a really funny joke. Especially considering the jokes in this aren't necessarily, like... It's, like, not easy to describe what makes this show funny. So it's, like, hard to gonna be, like, to come on this podcast and be, like, that was really funny. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. It's um, a lot of physical like, humor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of subtle things, you know. Uh-huh. Little gags yeah. here and there. Yeah. So I think maybe, yeah, maybe when we're watching the show going forward and taking notes, maybe, like, noting what makes us, like, chuckle or, like, what we think is entertaining or funny would be would be helpful just in recapping the show because it is like as it is hard to talk about what it is that's funny because it is so just visual like it's just visual gags that are like you know they're not haha funny they're just like that that's amusing <laughs> but um all in all um let, let's just do our final thoughts on this uh on these 10 episodes um so we'll do the same order simon alex christian then me so simon go ahead and start us start us off we're Where's McDaniels? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I um Yeah, I am really curious to see why everyone hates it so much because so far it just seems like like same old shit. Um <laughs> which is good. Which is like I like I really like it. Um but yeah, looking forward Maybe looking forward to see what people don't like about it, so then I can counter it with all the things I love about it. You know what? Uh, I'm going to follow Simon here, and uh, I'm rolling up to McDaniels. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> Where and is I'm McDaniels? Saying, <laughs> and I'm saying supersize me. In translation, <laughs> I, I want me some more double zeta because I love it. So... <laughs> You know, I'm just hanging out in the McDaniels is Sayla. I want Sayla, and I want McDaniels. Sayla is ripping cigs in the McDaniels parking lot underneath the streetlight. Alex and I are fucking on the same wavelength because, yeah, we're Sayla. Yeah. Anyway, Sayla's in the McDaniels. (laughs) 
That's so emo. Holy shit. <laughs> I gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta write an emo, a Midwest emo song now about Salem. Dude, I <laughs> wish. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, what are your final thoughts here before we move on? Oh, I like it. It's, um, it's a harsh like, change from what it was. To, I think that makes it better. I also think it makes it better, like, coming immediately. Well, not immediately, but, like, really recently from Zeta to this. So, like, that transition of how it's going to be is so much more real than it would have been if you've been watching this in the least times. What, it was, like, two years after Zeta came out? After Zeta came out? I think the next year, yeah. Yeah, so, like, having, having that, like, long period to kind of forget where like, Zeta came from this, like, really helps it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm uh, really curious to see like how how this is gonna play out, where the story's gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious because I, mean, I didn't get to mention I got to mention earlier, but like doing research about the song, um, the, there's two themes in it. One's pretty whimsical, one's a little bit more somber, and it kind of follows what happens throughout the series. So I'm really curious to see like how all this whimsical stuff is going to go. And, see that that transition is going to be into the softer yeah definitely yeah i have to i have to agree with all of you i'm I'm really excited about it i mean i'm looking at the at the series as a lens through the podcast and i'm just excited to be back you know recapping the show because i think this is my favorite episodes to do is us just talking about the show and seeing what that like what weird fucking avenues like junkyard wars or cryptocurrency we end up going down. So Frasier, Frasier, Frasier. So yeah, I'm just excited. I'm honestly, I'm more excited about doing the podcast um, than I am watching the show. But I, I love yeah. both so much. So to to me, it's a win win. Um, I am excited to move forward in a positive, positive way with the show and and yes, find please. what I love about it. Um, because you know, outside of honestly, outside of the the treatment of Fa, I found these first two episodes really fun to watch, and I like it wasn't homework whatsoever. So you know, that's one thing that no. I will say that's yeah. been surprising about all of this. I think we talked about so much in the first season is that like I was expecting homework episodes and like feeling that I yeah. needed to click like the next one just to like watch for the podcast. I've never felt that way in any of these no. series. I've like I've loved no. every minute of it. So yeah, it's you know. so easy just to, like put it on and just be excited. Like, yeah, I get to uh-huh. work on. Yep. Yeah, except for episodes fifteen of zero zero seventy nine. That episode sucked. I <laughs> fuck that episode. I, I do need to go back and actually watch that episode. <laughs> Other than that, I actually I've loved no, I love that episode. Fuck you. Wait, no, I said that. Oh God. <laughs> canonically you love that episode <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think that that does it um unless anyone has anything else that they want to say speak now go bills well yeah go bills um i i, I want to ask our fan base for some fan art please uh, anything you want particularly hopefully you guys do some frazier themed yes gun, uh gundam fan art I'd also love yeah. some mana of burning cop cars because you know I love to see a cop car burn. Yeah, only drawn though. Yeah, I'd love to see a cop really. car burn in real life. <laughs> uh, I stand, I stand by what I say. In my ideal way of meeting my new partner is falling in love and meet the glowing light of a cop car. My my opinions do not reflect the opinions of Gundam. I hardly know them, <laughs> but they do reflect. We're we're protected by the law of parody. 
But they do reflect the opinions of me, Alex, one of the hosts on the show. <laughs> Alex is protected by the law of parody. <laughs> um <laughs> We stand with our with our brethren uh, in the podcast. We we all love each other and um, we hate cops, so we we can all agree on that. Um, anyway, we always end the episodes on that note, so it's no different if you listen to another <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you, DJ RX seventy eight. Thank you to Christian. Thank you to Alex. Thank you to Simon. Thank you to thank you to Michael. Oh, thanks. Thank you to Michael. Um, and. You know, we'll see you next time. We're gonna be doing. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, ten episodes per uh, episode. So next episode, we'll do eleven through twenty. So we'll see you then. Um, be there, or be Yazan. Bye. Bye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do?